I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. If you've noticed that the cherry tree in your yard or your daffodils are blooming a little earlier than they used to, well, you're not alone. That unprecedented March heat wave jump-started spring across much of the U.S., Extreme as it was, the premature blast of heat was part of a more subtle global trend. As the planet warms up, spring has been coming earlier and earlier in many places. That might seem like a welcome change, but scientists who track seasonal events say there can be a big downside to the shifting seasons. The world's Clark Boyd has more from the Netherlands. Biologist Arnold van Fleet walks me through a small park at Wageningen University in the Netherlands and points out the signs of spring that are all around. This is a prunus species with very nice white flowers. Over there, hazel is also unfolding its leaves. It's a lovely sight on a beautiful spring day. The only problem is, these flowers really shouldn't be here yet. And everything is now two to three weeks ahead of schedule. Butterflies are appearing very early, extremely early. And because of the very warm uh, March we had. But a warm March here isn't that much of an anomaly these days. Von Fleet says spring is regularly coming weeks earlier than it used to in the Netherlands. In fact, he says, Dutch temperatures are on the rise, and the whole climate of the country has shifted to become more like one of its neighbors to the south. Uh, we are close to southern France now, Lyon region, uh, the Provence uh, in the Netherlands in the past 10 years. Van Fleet has been following this shift for more than a decade, as head of an effort here called Nature's Calendar. He enlists the help of more than 8,000 people, a mix of scientists and ordinary Dutch citizens, to track changes in the seasons through what's known as phenology. That's an old-fashioned word for the study of the timing of seasonal life cycle events, such as the first flowering of a particular plant, or when a species of bird first lays its eggs in the spring. People who work close to nature have been tracking this kind of data for centuries. But environmental scientists in the Netherlands and elsewhere are more concerned about it than ever because the shifting of the seasons is having real environmental effects. We see that the length of our growing season is already one month longer than it was before 1988 when the temperature started to increase here. We see already an enormous change in the species diversity in the Netherlands. Very many Southern species that live in Belgium, France, or even more to the south, appear in the Netherlands. And uh, the more cold-loving species are significantly decreasing. And the Dutch aren't alone. Scientists around the world are seeing a similar trend. Spring is coming earlier and earlier. Jake Weltzien is an ecologist with the U.S. Geological Survey in Tucson, Arizona, and coordinator of the USA National Phenology Network. He says this year, for instance, U.S. data shows that maple sap started running earlier, and species as different as butterflies and horseshoe crabs turned up earlier as well. Weltzien says that many plants and animals can adapt to earlier springs, But what's really important, he says, is how these shifts in timing can affect an entire landscape. We're starting to get a handle on that. It's a complex system. Among other things, Weltzin notes, there's more potential for what he calls mismatches in an ecosystem. If you have, say, a plant and an animal, and the animal depends on that plant for nectar or food, and if the plants are coming early and the animals are arriving at the same time, you can end up with this mismatch. So there may not be enough pollination. There may not be enough food. There may not be any milkweed for the monarch butterflies. In some cases, these mismatches that are coming with the shifting seasons could even affect food crops for people. 
Well, Zine says what's needed to better understand these trends and changing relationships is greater cooperation and data sharing among national phonology networks. Shell Bomgren directs Sweden's phonology network. He says the data suggests that spring is coming a week earlier there than it used to. But Balmgren notes that isn't necessarily bad news for all of Sweden's plants and animals. My prediction would be that most organisms in Sweden would benefit from the improved growing conditions, simply because the difficult part in Sweden is to winter. So once that gets shorter, uh, it's going to be easier for most plants. It also means a longer growing season in Sweden. But Balmgren cautions that the Swedish summer might get so long that drought becomes a problem. There's also no guarantee that important parts of Sweden's ecosystems won't get out of whack. Back at Wageningen University, Arnold von Fleet tells me he's already seeing winners and losers in the Netherlands. Plants and insects seem to be adapting fairly quickly to the earlier Dutch springs. Migratory birds, however, do not seem to be getting the clue to come back sooner. And that could mean trouble for some ecological relationships. Still, I ask him, what's the big worry about all this? Yeah, why worry? That's a question most asked. You have to look at the bigger picture. And if you look on a global scale, 40% to 50% of all the plants and animal species are located on only 2% of the Earth's surface. If 50% of all the plants and animal species are in danger because of they are located in a climate zone that they are not used to, then I think we have a major issue there. Many of these species will be lost. Van Fleet says the trick to driving home the importance of phenological data and what it's telling us about the impacts of climate change is to enlist the help of the public. He set up websites, for instance, where citizens can help scientists track the tiniest changes in nature, things like the time and place of new hay fever symptoms or tick bites, even the number of bugs smashed on a license plate after a summer drive. They could all contain clues about how local environments are changing as the world warms up and the seasons continue to shift. For The World, this is Clark Boyd, Wageningen, the Netherlands. You might be surprised at the practical value of those Dutch citizen science projects tracking the shifting seasons. Clark Boyd certainly was. He writes about it in his latest blog post at theworld.org.